Hello everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up The Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, or PAR, for a quick reference, Jared Shoemaker. Good evening, afternoon, good morning, whenever it happens to be, wherever you are. Absolutely, and we're kind of doing a mixed uh, episode this week. We're going to do a quick little... We have to talk about it, Jared, because you picked the Derby winner on a whim straight out of the blue. So we're going to recap you know, it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's like I said, it, I hadn't put tons and tons of thought into it, but uh, he just, you know, other than the lack of starts, he, he it, you know, and that was my biggest concern with him. He just looked, he just looked right, you know, and um it just sometimes you just go with the gut feeling and I don't know what it was, but, uh, uh, th that was it more than anything, just kind of a gut feeling. And it, it seemed like the play. And, uh, I just wish that, uh, unfortunately two fills kind of screwed up all of my exotics because I, I did not <laughs> expect, uh, the, the poly track or tapita form to carry over to the dirt. And he ran one hell of a race. Oh yeah. And I mean, big kudos to, to, to his trainer, Larry Gravelli, who, I mean, from what I've been hearing, Larry was very much um, like the sprint trainer. And then for a lot of people to see him have a derby horse, like it was it was like a out of the blue kind of thing for him. But I'll tell you something, two fills is a legitimate racehorse. And I'm I'm excited to see Absolutely. some of our um, some, some of our local local folks kind of getting up there and being in the national spotlight. Like That's mm -hmm. always a lot of fun. And, you know, and great that just kind of a the way things happen with Arlington and, and to lose such a treasure uh, that, that yeah. was Arlington park and to have those Chicago guys do this for, you know, do you know, kind of dedicate this to Chicago racing and Arlington uh, was great. So, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, water under the bridge now and Arlington's gone. And now we all got to figure out ways to support Hawthorne and make sure that the racing in Illinois stays uh, as strong as it can be going forward. And, and they seem to be putting together a pretty good racing product up there at Hawthorne these days. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we, we're always looking, we're hoping to get something up that way one of these days yeah. before, before too terribly long. Yeah. Oh, and I, I was, um, I don't quite remember when I was reading it, but I've heard that they're, they lowered their takeouts. They changed a few of their wagering offerings around and they put a lot of effort into, into really just creating a program and I hate, and it won't replace Arlington because Arlington, like you said, was, was a treasure. Um, but it was, it was quite humorous for me how many comments I saw on social media where somebody said, you know what, we were almost, what, like a length and a half or something like that, that Mage won by. And somebody said, we were almost yep. a length and a half away from Larry Ravelli just standing up there and flicking the bird to all of the CDI executive <laughs> suite. That's I'm exactly like, right. I had the same thought. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, that's one way to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever, we're going to do this, hopefully, you know, the Derby episode again next year. And let's just go by the fact that if Jared just shoots blindly, bet the house. <laughs> Just, just, uh, just roll with it. I, I hope, uh, I hope, hope everybody that listens regularly, uh, put a little bit of money on it. And I, you know, I did have him across the board, so I don't think I paid for for all my wagers on the day, but uh, still, it was a nice little, nice little lick. So, uh, certainly no complaints. It was a, it was a good day. <laughs> well, aside from giving out apparently spectacular Kentucky Derby 
uh, wagering options for for all of you guys. Uh, In this podcast, An Aces Up the Sleeve, we're going to shed light on all things Pocket Aces. We're going to talk about some of the finer points of syndicate ownership. We're going to discuss some of the topics that you guys have sent in and have texted us and emailed us and asked us to talk about. I know I got several more uh, topic requests today. Uh, and you've all been added to the list and we will we're slowly making our way down there and hopefully by the end of it uh, whenever the end of it happens to be for this podcast you've all been you know maybe a little lightened maybe you're inspired maybe you are entertained by the topics and you felt that we have given you just increased value and an even better experience as pocket aces partners and as part of the team pocket aces racing community and just you know the derby recap the derby was fantastic and you know kind of on the the opposite end of the spectrum we're going to go kind of in, in the other way we're going to actually talk about the claiming game in in this episode i know i talked about last week we were going to have the stable connect folks on but scheduling stuff happened we just we had some boo-boos we had to shift some scheduling around but i i think this is going to be a really interesting episode for everybody and we've got kind of a good good little thing uh planned out for you all and i think it's going to be very interesting especially for maybe some of our you know newer partners because uh, i know as well we have actually several entries that are coming up this week and some of them are actually in in claimers yeah and actually the 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 weekly um entry recap was something that was brought up by mm-hmm. uh, one of our partners and suggested that we add this um and uh, so so that's what we're going to do and yep. uh, we got we got three on the books for right now uh there w- will be potentially some entries later in the week but uh, just as the piece is entered to run on tuesday so that'll be uh, that'll happen before before you guys hear uh, you this. all are listening however uh they got a lot of rain apparently over the weekend there at indianapolis and it's early yeah. in the season and they they typically do really um kind of baby that turf course early on in the season to make sure it lasts throughout the summer and into the fall so yeah. we think there's a good chance that that the race will come off the turf in which case we would scratch and in addition to that we are uh, on the ae so we're the first one uh, we're the first one in if there's a scratch off the off the from the main uh, from the main part of the field, assuming they run. If, uh, yes. if that doesn't work out, that race is back on the overnights for entry tomorrow to be run uh, next Monday. And then uh, we're looking at some Prescott Downs options if that doesn't work out. We've also got uh, Wendy Luhu in the J. William Petro. I hope I'm saying that correct. The J. William Petro Memorial Stakes at um, Thistledown. It is uh, an eight and a half furlongs on the dirt, $75,000 purse for Ohio bred mate, uh, Ohio bred fillies and mares. And, uh, you know, she's running it before, didn't run great uh, the last time she was in it, but, uh, you know, she's, she's been running really, really well all year. Uh, it's about a half furlong longer than is ideal, but looking at the past performances today, uh, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of mares. I don't think there's any young fillies in it, but there's a lot of mares that, uh, she's used to running up against and they kind of take turns beating up on each other. So yep. she ought to be in the mix and, uh, look forward to that on Thursday and then sophisticated after, uh, uh trying to find races for her. it's been kind of tough. She is in at Belterra park on friday which is a very interesting card uh several races with only four entrants yeah um i heard and, they uh, i heard they've been trying to hustle some entries because it's been uh, yeah it's been they they've been hustling they spent all day yesterday i guess hustling up entries because uh, they didn't release the entries on saturday when scheduled yep. and uh you know it's it, it's tough I, I feel for them they're in a tough spot because they the their purses have gotten 
uh, you know, they've been cut. Uh, they're the same as they were last year, but they had been on the way up and COVID really dealt them a pretty significant blow. Yeah. And so last year and this year, their purses have gone way down. And, and the tough part is that there's there's always good fillies and or good horses that that come in there to run even you know despite the lower purses but i think yeah. uh, with the purse money at, at churchill and in, in indiana uh, being so good uh, i think it's just uh, it's causing a lot of people to, to just kind of bypass belterra park and and i get it so you know hopefully they can they can figure out something whether they add some whether they add some purse money or you know change ups change something i i don't know yeah. uh, but hopefully they can uh, they can get that righted where we're not uh, we're not going to start losing racing days up there. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you hate to see it because it's, it's one of those, like, you don't really truly see kind of what COVID did until you start kind of getting a little further out. Like the immediate effect was very obvious. We didn't have people there. We didn't, you know, we couldn't have fans at, at the tracks and, you know, it was hard to go even go see your horses, period. They were very picky about who could go on the backside, but it's like, you know, and even now you're kind of going along if it, you know, some of the, the, I call them the the community focused tracks. So like the, maybe you know they're not Churchill sized, but they're to some extent they are the heart of their communities. And you can kind of see now it's it's starting to catch up to them a little bit. And it's it it and it's heartbreaking. You hate to see it because you know they need you know they need somewhere to go. You know these horses need to race, and it doesn't really matter you know where. But ideally, you would want them to have. Um, a good opportunity you don't want to toss them in over their heads and, and that's what belterra and a lot of these places provide yeah and you know in ohio's the the, the they've done a lot to, to try to amplify the breeding program mm -hmm. and, and you know we've certainly tried to take advantage of it and and hopefully we'll have a big announcement coming up soon about uh, yep. some ohio breads and um you know we we'd like uh we, we like to run there and, and we like to take advantage of that program and and you know it's, it's good racing and uh, we just need to they just need a, need a little bit of help and uh, i think uh, hopefully they can they can encourage some more more horsemen to women to send their send their horses up there to run so yep so anyway let's uh that's not what we came on to talk about yep. let's talk yep. about some claiming races yep <laughs> <laughs> well and it's like you, you get to talking about it it's like and you know i mean i do i love belterra i love going up there it's such a i mean all things it's considered, it's, it is yep. it, and it's so nice it's like you would be surprised actually how how nice it is i think it, it surprises people often but it, it's a neat track i love going up there so um but yeah just to kind of get ride our ship get back on track uh, we are actually going to talk about the claiming game in, in this episode. Um, and I know for some people, I, I, it can be, especially for new partners or maybe fans who don't um, kind of religiously follow the game just yet. They're, they're kind of like our, our triple crown fans for right now. They might not quite understand how a claiming race functions. So could you maybe explain first off how, how a claiming race at its core functions? Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, the vast majority of races that are run in North America are, are claiming races. Um, you know, they don't have these in, in all parts of the world, but it, it was uh, developed as a way to, uh, you know, create a class system and uh, keep people from just, you know, dropping in their really, really good horses in, even if they were just for small purses to beat up on horses that they were much better than. Uh, so it was created to keep people from poaching purses and essentially uh, if your horse if your horse is in a you know non-winners of two fifteen thousand dollar claiming race 
uh, every horse in that race is available to be purchased out of the race for $15,000, assuming you're a licensed owner and, uh, and, and you have a licensed trainer that uh, can go and make that claim for you. Uh, you know, there, there, there has to be, you have to have funds in the account, in your horseman's account at the time of, and, and it's a very specific process and how you go about and drop in the claim and, and so forth. Uh, but that's, you know, it, it, the claiming races are the meat and potatoes, the, the bread and butter it's 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 the vast majority of racing mm -hmm. in in North America, and yeah. it's the it's where the it's where the most of the horses are running, and, and it's it's tough. You know, it's always a challenge to try to figure out the right spot where where your horses uh, can win and where you hopefully don't you don't lose them, especially if you've been you, know, you brought them along from the time they're yearlings and you've developed them and and you've watched them grow and and come along and it can be stressful putting them into a claiming race because mm -hmm. you you know you do you you, you hate to see it see him lose but at the same time you, you know you got to put your horses where they can win and uh, you know i sincerely wish that that we were different and that we had a class system like they do in europe so that uh, uh you could run their horses run your horses where they needed to be and not be in danger of losing them uh so it's always you know we, we do end up running the claiming races a lot and it's uh, you know it's always a tough decision to make to, to make that step uh, because you know, people are attached to their horses and they love their horses and, and you yeah. know, we, they don't want to lose them. And, and I get it. And it's tough, but uh, that's where the vast majority of horses end up running. Yeah. I mean, I heard somebody once told me that it, it's not the, uh, the, the multiple graded stakes winners that carry your, your stable. It's going to be your hard knocking salt of the earth claimers. That's who's going to be Absolutely. carrying. Uh, yeah, and you know, you even look at you look at you know, all the the, the so-called super trainers that have you know four and five hundred horses in their stables or yeah. three hundred horses or whatever the case may be, they're running in a lot of claiming races uh, because they they got to they got to run those horses somewhere that they're not uh, graded stakes or allowance level competition, and you know they're they're going to run into big tracks and they're going to fill up those claiming races just uh, just like in any other uh, trainer would and. Um, that's uh, and most of them will tell you that they depend they depend on those races more every bit as much or more than they do the stakes races. Uh, that's mm -hmm. just uh, they got to have them. So, yep, it's the great the stakes the uh, the claiming ranks are kind of the great equalizer. <laughs> I think that's right for, for that's a lot right. of things. <laughs> um, so, but kind of on the other end of of the claiming the claiming game per se, in this situation, like so, when you and Mark get together and say, okay, we would like to claim a horse, we would like to add a new mm -hmm. horse to our ranks. How, how, like when you guys put your heads together, how do you decide like if and, and where you're going to claim from? Do you have a specific process for that? Uh, there are a couple of things, a couple of different ways it can work. At times we have trainers that come to us and they'll say, hey, have you seen such and such in the fifth race at Churchill on Friday? Mm -hmm. Take a look at it. Um, what do you think? I think it looks like it'd be a great opportunity to claim. Uh, so that is one piece that that happens and we'll we'll take a look and we'll see if it fits and if it makes sense for us at the time and see if we agree with the trainer and then you mm -hmm. know try to figure out a little bit about you know what it is that they're seeing that makes it attractive to them and sometimes you know sometimes it's just blatantly obvious and other times you know we want to hear their perspective on you know what is it that but what's jumping out at you that makes you think that this is yeah. something that that's worth doing. Or what have they uh, seen you know, in the mornings that they yeah, think? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, so sometimes, uh, so sometimes that happens. And then Mark and I have to decide if it makes sense uh, financially for us for that particular claiming price. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to look at, you know, the shares that we have available in other horses. Uh, we have to look at, um, you know, just, uh, you know, what, 
what opportunities are there going to be for that horse to run uh, in and around the area or you know, where we operate in the future? You know, does it make sense? Is, is it going to be something that's uh, a horse that's going to be completely, you know, out of conditions uh, if they win yeah. that race that they happen to be in? Uh, you know, a variety of, there's a lot of factors. So that yep. that's, that's one way that it happens. And another thing, you know, we always look, especially at Keeneland and Churchill. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, uh, you know, at Keeneland, it's, it's, there, there's three short weeks in the spring, three short weeks in the fall, and people want to win races at Keeneland. Uh, it's, yes. uh, it's special, you know, people like to win yeah. races there and the purses are incredible, even yeah. for claiming races. They're massive. <laughs> and so a lot of times, yeah. And a lot of times people will drop their horses, you know, out of allowance races, or maybe the, out of a $50,000 claiming ranks down to a $25,000 claiming ranks mm-hmm. because they want to win at Keeneland and they want to take, you know, try to hit that big purse. Churchill, same way, you know, maybe not quite the same prestige as, uh, you know, or at least the same desire to win at Churchill yeah. like there is at, at Keeneland because Keeneland, the meets are so short. Keeneland's are but boutique the purses, They have yeah, Keeneland, Exactly. And, and, but, but the Churchill purses, uh, you know, if you think the Keeneland purses are big, the Churchill purses yeah. are ginormous. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we saw this at Oakland, when, when Oakland introduced historical racing, you know, however many years ago that was, and they bumped their purses up, claiming activity went through the roof because yep. everybody wanted to take a crack. And, and most of those folks that, that was, you know, you drop it in a claiming race and hope you win and get that big purse. And if you get, if it gets claimed, you've, you've had a big payday and the people that are claiming it, they're looking to turn it right around and put it back in that same spot mm-hmm. and, and, and get it claimed away and, and hopefully cash in themselves yep. on get, a big purse. Get the purse. Yep. And, and so, yeah, so you got people being very aggressive about placing their horses in these races and it creates opportunities for people uh, like us. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're always looking at Keeneland and Churchill. We, we look at all the entries every day mm-hmm. to see if there's something that really, that, that feels like it would be a good fit for us. And when we identify something, uh, we'll talk to, you know, whatever trainer we have in mind for that particular horse, get their thoughts, get their opinion. We go and we look, watch all the replays and, and see what they've been doing. We look at all their past performances and, mm-hmm. and what they've been running against and how they've been competing. And just, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a pretty thorough process. And yep. we spend a lot of time before we'll decide uh, whether or not we're going to make a claim to actually, you know, going over it and seeing if we can find anything out, you know, do, mm-hmm. does the trainer we're using have anybody that, do they know anybody or that, does they have anybody working for them that knows somebody that works in the other trainer's barn that yep. can get some inside information or some scoop. So, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of, of, of intelligence gathering, if you will, and, 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 and long discussions. The information, uh, the information agency yeah, you know, and, of pocket aces and, racing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And just, and trying to get all the information that we can get. And, um, you know, you, you make it, it's an educated, not an educated guess, but you, you just take all the information that you've got and, and you try to make that best decision. And yep. you know, we've had, we've had mixed results over the years. And, you know, typically, you know, when we've claimed something, we've claimed it with the idea of hopefully moving it up. You know, we haven't really gotten into that, uh, you know, uh, claim and, you know, f- and, and flip, you know, spin and win as they call it, or yep. win and spin or whatever exactly it is where you go into it knowing that, you're going to claim one out of this race and you're going to have it for one or two races tops. Cause it's going to, 
you know, it's going to win next out and get claimed, or you're going to drop it way down the next time or the time after that, to, yeah. you know, again, to try to take advantage of a big purse. And you just go into it with just a, you know, a constant rotation of horses coming in and out. And you know, we've never done that. I think, uh, I, you know, we've talked about doing it. Um, I think what happens uh, on a time or two when we've discussed it is uh, the horse that we've claimed out of the race wins it by, wins the race by, that we claim out of by seven or eight or 10 lengths. And we think, Oh, holy hell, we've got something here. We can't, uh, we can't put it right back in that same spot. So, uh, yep. uh which is, you know, you got to be, uh, you know, if you're going into it with the, with 100% with the mindset that you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to flip it and you're going to turn things over quickly. Mm. You can't get distracted by that. Uh, um, you know, that, that big flashy win that you claim them out of, yeah. you just got to, you got to stick with the plan and go with it. And I think, you know, uh, if, if, if people are listening to this, if, if you've had an interest, in something like that where you know it's going to be a lot of fast action and turning over horses uh every you know every three or four weeks uh, if that's something that you're interested in let us know and we'll certainly look at trying to put something together like that uh but to, to this date we, we haven't really uh, that, that hasn't really been our focus in how we've gone about claiming mm-hmm. you know we, we've, we've claimed horses that we felt like you know have have potential going forward and that we can do something with at least that's been the hope yep. well and just out of curiosity, because on, you know, mm-hmm. one of our episodes, uh, a couple a couple episodes back, we talked about how Mark is very, uh, very, he's very diligent, and he makes sure to do, to do all his homework, and he checks, you know, dots his I's and crosses his T's. So in a situation where, you know, Mark cannot get out himself to, to see the horse in person, like, do you, do you, like the trip, say that, say, you know, do you go to that trainer who initially approached you and say, hey, we've taken a look at, at this horse, you know, you like, we like them, we, we kind of see what you see, can you be our eyes on the ground and let us know physically how this horse looks, like, do you have people like that that will help out? Uh, so basically, you know, you, you don't really have a chance to, to physically inspect the horses uh, mm-hmm. in, out of a claiming race like you would if you're going to a sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what we do is, you know, especially at Keeneland, uh, you know, Mark is in the paddock as soon as that, if we're interested in a horse in the fourth race, he's in the paddock the second that the third race goes off. So he can be there and watch that that horse that we're interested in come into the paddock and, and watch him walk or, or him or her walk and, and mm. see how they're behaving and, and see how they look, you know, are they ribby? Are they, are they on the muscle? You know, what, what are they looking like? Are they all bandaged up? Or do they, do they have crooked knees? You know, so he'll take mm. a, as good a look at them as they can. Uh, and that's where, you know, the final decision to drop hap, uh, or drop or, on um, you know, drop the claim or mm. not happens uh and and he's there more often than not mm-hmm. even if it's whether it's uh you know keeneland or churchill uh, you know if it's close by he's going to be there mm-hmm. and make that decision and usually the trainer's going to be there with him and they'll they'll talk about it together uh you know okay. we do have some trainers that we that we use and and trust implicitly and and we allow them to to be the ones that make that call if, if mark can't be there for some reason that you know if they see anything that looks questionable that they've got the the full power to say no we're not dropping on this one okay that's fair and i, I think it also helps ease some of the workload too because it is so hard sometimes to get like i don't think people sometimes don't realize how big even even they're not we're not saying everything is is belmont sized where it's absolutely massive but these tracks are big and when they're crowded Sometimes it's just, it's impossible to get from, you know, watching the race or or submitting your slips to, 
getting to the paddock, especially if you have a couple races in a row where you're interested in, in horses and, and in those back-to-back races. So it really helps kind of spread out the manpower a little bit, I guess. To- oh yeah. And uh, absolutely. And, and on, you know, when, when, when Mark and the trainer are there together, when Mark goes to the paddock and the trainer stays in the racing office and yep. waits for Mark's phone call yet to yes or no. <laughs> and that's, and that's how it's done. Cause that way, you know, cause it has to be in a certain amount of time before, yep. before the race goes off, the claim has to be in. And, uh, you know, normally we will fill out the claim slips ahead of time. Uh, so we know we've, we've, cause it has to be exact. It has to be mm-hmm. per- perfect. There can't be any misspellings. It can't be anything, yep. anything wrong at all. Cause if it does, the claim gets voided mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it, the, the, so the name on the claim slip has to exactly match the name on the horseman's account. You have to have yep. all the funds in the horseman, horseman's account for, you know, the claim price and, and the sales tax, because, uh, certainly, at least in Kentucky, uh, yeah. if, if you claim a horse for $15,000, you're paying uh, 6% sales tax on that 15000 So mm-hmm. it has to be in there as well. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty significant process yeah. that has to be followed to a T. So if in this situation, let's say we have several operations who have decided they have all, they're all, we all want to drop on this horse and everybody's got their slip fully done. Everything's right. In this situation, this is this is when we have you, you'll see sometimes ten way shake, fifteen way shake. I, I know I've I've seen a forty way shake sometimes before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can you just give just a brief kind of it's like just an, old, how old how, fashioned how, luck of the draw? Is it? Are they just <laughs> yeah, rolling it, dice and that's good luck? That's how that so, goes. So, uh, you know, the they they put everybody that uh, has dropped a claim. They all get put in the in the in the pot if you will and and one of them gets drawn out as the winner and whichever whichever slip is drawn out or whichever corresponding number is draw, drawn out uh that's that's the that's the winner of the claim and you know we've 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 won some claims uh in multi-way shakes mm-hmm. that uh in a time or two maybe we wished we hadn't won in retrospect <laughs> and, and we we've lost out on a couple that uh we wish we uh wish we could have uh wish we could have won you know lady gold start i think was 16 or 17 yeah. way shake that we won i think so and so you know and we've had a couple like espionage was like 16 or 18 ways when we got him yeah uh last summer so you know and on a couple that we missed out we have had i mean 20 30 way shakes where we've missed absolutely so yeah and uh you know it's just uh yeah it's it's a it's an interesting uh interesting and kind of exciting when you're sitting in that uh sitting in that room (laughs) that that racing office uh waiting for him to draw the winner of that out when you know there's a bunch of folks in there so uh but yeah that that's how they do it it's just everybody's uh, blind luck of the draw yep no one's making eye contact god forbid you look at anybody (laughs) too long (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and uh, so something that caught my attention you mentioned voiding a claim um and other than than let's say clerical errors and paperwork you misspelled a name like what are some reasons that like a claim will be voided yeah, you know the the biggest thing now are the new Heisa or Hisa. I'm not 100 percent sure how you say it. I've heard I think it both I've been ways. calling it Hisa, honestly. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't. I don't know. So, uh, but with the new the new regulations, uh, you know, claims can be voided if the there is evidence that the horse has bled mm-hmm. in the race. Uh, you know, they've had you know bleeding in the lungs. Uh, that's what that's what the, when you say the horse is bled, that's what you're talking about. Yep. Uh, or if the horse comes off the track lame, uh, you know yep. they're not 100 percent 
right when they come off. Something's happened to them mm -hmm. in the race, uh, and that will claim a race. Um, you, now, you can also uh, do drug testing uh, if you choose, and if they come back positive or if you know, the claim can get voided. Uh, mm -hmm. in some, so you know, there's a variety of reasons that a claim like that could get voided. Social engagement uh, was one yep. of ours that was claimed right. from us, and that, mm -hmm. and that claim got voided. Uh, because she appeared to have bled in the race. Uh, in fact, when she just got cut in her nostril and it was, she was bleeding out of her nostril from that cut, um, yep. but um, but it, it did void the claim. Now you can check off, the. there's a box on the slip that you can check off uh, that will say you waive the right to void the claim. Yep. Uh, and if you do that, uh, if, if, when the gate opens, the horse is yours. Yep, that's it. Um, no, uh, now, no buyer's remorse. <laughs> That's right. And, and and the thing is, if you don't check that, if the vet voids the claim, it's voided. You can't say, no, no, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll take the horse, even though it's got an issue. If, if yeah. the vet voids the claim, it's voided. There's no way around it. We, we, we won the shake for fire on time um, back last summer. Uh, it's a filly that, um, um, shoot, I can't remember now who had it, but um and it, you know she came off the she came off the track three legged lane. I mean she oh, could boy. barely walk when she came off the track. They got her. Uh, Dale Romans had her, and uh, but you know they gave her a little bit of time, and she came back and she won next out like it was, she was going you know like it was a, a laugh. And yeah. I think she's run in some stakes races since. So you mm -hmm. know that that's one of those where. Uh, man, it would have been nice because she was she was she was an impressive filly. Yep. Um, I think. Uh, but anyway, you know so. It, it just, but you know, I, I think that those voided claiming rules have made people more willing to take chances on horses that maybe they wouldn't have taken a chance on yep. at, at one time. You know, I don't. I think before these new rules and regulations, I don't think there's any way in the world we would have lost Counter Strike for fifteen thousand dollars. I'm still shocked that we lost Counter Strike yeah. for fifteen thousand. I was surprised when um, that came through. But because of you know, had he come off the track lame. Uh, the vet would have avoided the claim, so I think it gives it gives owners and trainers a little more uh, security, a little more insurance that they that they're a little more willing to take chances on horses that pa are paper know, coming, coming back off long breakoffs. Yeah, yeah, paper so courage. so yeah, so I think that uh, that and it certainly makes us uh, you know a little more. Uh, willing to to take a chance here and there. We're we're not. Yeah. You know, we're, we don't take huge chances because uh, we, that's just not how we we operate. But uh, but um, you know we might be a little more daring uh, than than we normally are. And that's the, I mean that's the risk kind of risk reward balancing act you have to do with with claiming races. You know it's like do we Absolutely. want to do we want to make that that drop? Do we want to make that jump and try or do we? you know, kind of dance with the unknown and maybe kind of have buyer's remorse later. So it's a you weird know, it, thing. It's, it, it's, it's just like everything else is in this game. Mm -hmm. It is 100% a gamble. Yep. Bottom line. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a to, good way to You just have to use everything. as much, yeah, you just have to use as much, uh, as much information and, and draw on your experience as much as you have. And, and just hopefully that, you know, you're, you're you're making the right play when you when you when you roll the dice. Yeah, well, and like when you do roll the dice and it works out, like it, those are one of those things where it's called like a really good claim or a really remarkable claim. Like I think for mm -hmm. one of us in particular, it sticks out to me, uh, kind of before he ironically got claimed away later. But one of our really good claims was was Kate's Golden Dude, and I, I think you were actually you told me once that you were the one who kind of found 
the, uh, yeah, the claim that, opportunity. Yeah, that was that was kind of my my first one, and uh, you know I saw it in the and and we were we were actively looking, uh, and um, I, I, he caught my eye, and and I watched some of the races, and I watched well, I watched all of his races, and I took it to Mark and Susan. I said I think we ought to take a strong look at this one, and let's you know I'd like to get your all's opinion and. They looked at it, looked at him, and and liked what they saw as well. And we got him, and he won. I don't know, half a dozen races mm -hmm. for us, or something like that. And yep. and he still. And I was a little surprised when he got claimed from us. Uh, he he hadn't run. He'd had a couple rough races in a row, and we thought we had a little leeway to to to, to drop him in a little bit lower at at Turfway. And uh, somebody picked him up, and they took him up, taking him up to the Mid Atlantic, and and he's he's still winning races. Yeah, I mean, he recently won by like six lengths or something like that. So he's still feeling good. He still is mm -hmm. really enjoying his job. <laughs> yep, he he was just he was always a neat horse. I, I was I was I was heartbroken when when we lost him. He was he was yeah. special for me. Yeah, I was, and it's like I mean, you know me. I'm I'm the photographer. I like anything photogenic, but this horse knew. <laughs> like he knew when I showed up. He, he like he turned it on he's like okay let me look this way let me look this way he i don't even he was a good looking horse anyway but he he it's like that 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 sixth sense he just knew i was there and he's like all right he was a ham yeah absolutely i fully absolutely. believe it i've got folders and folders of him where like i'll get okay i'll get five or six of somebody else and five and six of somebody else i have entire folders of kate's golden dude and he's one of the very few that's got like 25 to 30 photos of folder <laughs> and everybody else is right. like five, six. Cause I mean, some of them, I mean, sometimes you just have a bad day and you don't feel photogenic, but we have had some horses that are just never photogenic. They run great, but they are just never photogenic. And it's just like, no, please. <laughs> so, but Kate was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm so happy to see him still really enjoying his job and, and having a good time out there. Um, and and just you know for anybody that that was involved with him just so you know we are following him very closely yes and yes. um you know uh at, at any point where it looks like he's going uh the wrong direction uh we have every intention to to get him and uh, make sure he finds a home for his uh his second career yep we will we will swoop in and, and grab him so it kind of makes me in this is like because you were talking about how Sometimes they'll do the the flip and win kind of partnerships and stuff. So, for us, for Parkin Aces Racing at least, um, do you do you kind of structure the claiming partnerships a little different than say like a yearling purchase partnership, or is uh, it just? It, it's again, it, it's not it's not a whole lot different. It, mm -hmm. It's not a great great deal different. Um, we we have, have attempted to. Um, you know, bill the expenses monthly as opposed to quarterly, just mm -hmm. because they are, you know, we do know they're going to, uh, you know, more than likely be back going back into claiming races and we could mm -hmm. have them very, a very short amount of time. But I think our partners, especially those who have been with us for a long time, they're very much accustomed to doing things quarterly and they like to do things quarterly. So, you know, other than that, uh, you know, that's really the only difference, uh, you know, just, but except, you know, you, you know, going in that, you know, it is likely that they're going to be staying in the claiming ranks or, yeah. you know, if, if not, if not the same level, moving up a little bit, moving down a little bit. So uh, it's just, uh, it's just known going in that that's kind of, that's kind of where they are. Yeah. Again, you hope, yeah. you hope you can move them up, but, uh, but a lot of times that, you know, they are what they are. Yeah. Well, and it's, I feel like even, even if they're just out there having fun with their friends, like 
as long as they're enjoying it, I think it's just a great thing for, for the horse and for the partners just to go out there and have fun with their horse. Like, high-powered has always kind of almost always been in the claiming ranks, and he's just the coolest horse, and he's so tough, and he just goes out there, and he knows his job, and... He just he just looks like he enjoys every day out there, and it's so it's he, so cool to see. He's gonna run his eyeballs out uh, pretty much every time out there, and it's yeah. he's running for five thousand dollar tag, but he's still he's still competitive. He's still happy. He's healthy. He's healthy as can be. I mean, he's never he's he's never. As soon as I say this, I'll I'll jinx it. But you know, he's knock he's, on some uh, wood. Yeah, he, he's always <laughs> he's always right, and he gives everything he's got every time. So so yeah. I mean, sometimes some of the, the greatest fun you're going to have is on a claimer. So don't don't let that deter you. If you ever see, Absolutely. you know, a, a claiming tag on a horse or anything, you know, I would hate for people to to be deterred by it. Because sometimes the most amount of fun, just the coolest personalities of those are those salt of the earth claimers. And you'll find yourself so attached to that claimer. It'll it'll be like that. You know, you'll feel for that claimer like you will feel for a stakes winner or a greatest stakes winner like you will love that horse to death i promise <laughs> absolutely 100 percent. yep well this yeah i just this it's it's so interesting like the claiming it, it's it's a weird kind of swing thing like the claiming game can be very kind to you but it can also be very cruel and i feel like sometimes you have to it's so weird it kind of it just kind of depends on literally the day sometimes kind of which side of that you get so it's, it's it, very it fascinating like, to me. Like, like I said, it, it, it is it is a gamble like everything else in this game. You just have to hope that um, that your experience, your knowledge, uh, your yeah, the information that you gathered is enough to to give you a little bit of a advantage over the house when you when you make those decisions. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Well. Thank you so much for, you know, for joining me back. I know sometimes I, I nag on you a little bit to oh, come on, we got to go record. But, you know, but thanks so much for coming on and, and chatting with of me. Like, I always I love doing these. So these are uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And it, it, it's just a matter of, you know, like I said, I, I the day got away from me after the updates today. I did, completed all the updates and had to get out and I had to mow the yard, which is, had gotten to about, it just re, it was like a jungle out there. Then Scarlett said, oh, it's time to, we got to wash the dogs. The dogs are dirty. So we had to wash the dogs and Dead and Company is playing at Cornell tonight. I've got been listening to that live show uh, before we tuned in. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's not that I don't want to be on here with you. There's just a lot happening. I know. I know how that feels. Trust me. Today's been a day. It, it's been a week and it's only Monday. So that's right. That's right. But, you know, but thank you. And thank you for, for our new listeners, our return listeners. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to this episode. Um, as always, if you have questions, if you would like us to expand on something, please absolutely send us a message, send us a tweet, send, you know, comment on the comments in the Facebook uh, comment sections. Please let us know if you would like us to expand on something. We are very happy to answer questions. And uh, do you have anything, anything else to kind of add on to before we head out for the for the evening, morning, whatever you're listening to this, dear listeners? Keep keep an eye out for the emails. We're, we think we're going to have an, an announcement coming fairly soon, and um, and we've yep. got a little bit left in Lady Aberdeen Oathbreaker and um, and Banshee Moon. Yep, you're yep. missing out, folks. Missing out. <laughs> and hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some trainer announcements where all the uh, where all the two year olds are going. So nice, nice. Yep, and I'll try to I'll try to get out to to the farms. I know they're they've all kind of made their move over to Silver Springs now that Margot's kind of getting rolling on on getting their their new surface 
um, installed at, over at the farm. So I'll try to get out and I'll try to get photos for, for everybody and we'll post them on social media and, you know, we'll have all of our announcements on there as well. So don't, don't worry if, if, you know, if you're not part of our email lists or anything, we'll make sure one way or another, we'll make sure you see it. <laughs> and if you want to be part of our email list and you're not, let us know. We'll get yeah. you on there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's it for us today. Once again, thank you everybody for tuning in and, uh, We'll see you all next Wednesday for our next episode. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks. Thanks ever. Thanks very much, everybody. Uh, hey, we'll see you turning for home. I'm going to go for that new catchphrase. I'm coming up with a catchphrase. We'll see okay. you turning for home. All <laughs> right. We'll find out right. how that works. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Have a good one.